welcome to the Freshman Fitness Podcast, a podcast designed specifically for beginners trying to navigate the difficulties of getting started with their fitness journey. My name is Emily and I'm a certified personal trainer and gym rat dedicated to providing you with the tools necessary you need to start your fitness journey and to stick with it. This podcast is all about sharing no BS tips, real reviews, and personal stories to help you build the confidence you need to achieve your fitness goals. Let's get into it. This podcast is sponsored by First Health Apparel, a Canadian-based athleisure brand known for its buttery soft fabrics and commitment to giving back to the community. 5% of their net profits get donated to a charity of your choice. Visit firsthealthapparel.com and use code EMILYR for 20% off of your purchase. I personally recommend their joggers. As I said before, they're super soft, super buttery, and super comfortable. Not to mention, they are very appealing. Today's topic is going to be on supplementation, something that I get a ton of questions on, especially from you beginners who have no idea what's going on, which is totally okay. So we're going to go over the eight best supplements for gym newbies, and then we're also going to go over a little bit of pre and post workout nutrition because that also ties into this topic. As always, make sure you get your notes ready for this episode. Okay, so by now it's a pretty well-known fact that nutrition accounts for the majority of your results when it comes to your fitness journey. Obviously, you still need to put in the work at the gym, but it truly is impossible to outwork a bad diet. And I get this question all the time. People come to me and they're like, can't I just take XYZ supplement to make up for the fact that, you know, I don't put this in my diet or that in my diet? And the answer is no. There is no one supplement on the market right now that's going to just, like, take over your entire diet and make everything better. A ton of people will always complain that, you know, supplements don't work for them. And that's because those are the people who aren't putting in the work. They're just taking these supplements and thinking that it's going to cure their entire life, but they're not going to the gym or they're not putting in the work at the gym and their diet is trash and they're expecting the supplement to just make everything better. And that is not how supplements work. Supplements are simply meant as a way to enhance your results, maybe make you get results faster or, you know, better results overall. But if you don't put in the work yourself, supplements will do absolutely nothing for you. And I want to also say you do not need supplements at all to get good results. You can be completely natural, use no type of supplementation, not even protein powder and get perfectly amazing results. But as I was saying, it can be easier to take some supplements and help you along your journey. So let's go into the most popular workout supplements that are out there right now, what they're used for. And these are going to be in super simple newbie terms to avoid overcomplicating anything because that is always my goal. So the first and most popular supplement out there is going to be protein powder. And there's three different types of protein powder that I would consider to be like main types of protein powder. The first one is the most popular and that's going to be whey protein. This is basically just a fast absorbing milk based protein that boosts muscle growth and recovery. And you could find it in concentrate or isolate forms. Um, the only difference really is that isolate is more, has more protein in it per weight, less lactate and less calories, but it is generally more expensive for those reasons. The next one is going to be casein. And this is a protein also found in milk, but it gradually builds up muscle mass and aids fat loss. So it's a much slower digesting protein than whey, but they both are milk-based. Next, I'll go into plant-based because I think a lot of people are going towards vegan or vegetarian these days. So plant-based protein is becoming very popular. And obviously that is just going to be protein that is derived from plant sources only, such as peas or rice or soy, things of that nature. I personally tend to only really use whey protein just because it's the most popular, it's the most available, and I think it tastes a lot better than other proteins out there. All right, our next supplement is going to be pre-workout. 
I feel like pre-workout gets way too much hype, honestly. I'm someone who can't really use pre-workout because I've tried it in the past and for some reason, I think I've talked about this many, many times, but it does not make me feel good. And even the stimulant-free ones, like there's just something in them that does not agree with my body, so I have stopped taking those completely. But basically what pre-workout is for is just to give you that extra energy boost and to enhance your pump. So people always talk about the pump, you know, it's just really getting the extra blood flow to your muscles while working out to get that pumped look. And as I was saying, there is caffeine versions, there's non-caffeine versions. Obviously, most people go for the caffeine version because they want that extra boost in energy. Um, but either way, I think it it is a good supplement if you are lagging energy, you need to get that extra boost to go and work out. But I think some people take it a little too far. They go a little crazy with it, you know, dry scooping it and such. I definitely do not recommend doing that. That's actually really bad for you. So always take it with water and take it as recommended. Like don't take an extra scoop of it because some of these pre-workouts are insane the amount of caffeine they have like one scoop can have up to 300 milligrams of caffeine i've seen some that have even more which is pretty much at your like daily value of caffeine or over it so definitely be careful of that take a half scoop if needed or even less but make sure you're monitoring that overall all right next we have bcaas and these are branched chain amino acids and that basically just refers to the structure of the amino acids in general but the BCAAs are three of the nine essential amino acids, leucine, valine, and isoleucine. Honestly, don't know how my pronunciation was on those, but you get the point. So branch-chained amino acids are naturally found in protein-rich foods like eggs. They're generally used to increase muscle strength and enhance the recovery process overall. So that's why people take them after their workouts generally. All right, now let's dive into the controversial one, creatine. I think a lot of women especially have a problem with taking this or like thinking they're going to get massive when they do take it and that is just absolutely not going to happen at all. Creatine is actually a natural occurring substance that is stored in your muscle cells and it's additionally found in protein-rich foods just like BCAAs um, and the muscles use the creatine as energy, okay? It can cause water retention and bloating due to it, the fact that it's stored in your muscle cells but if you're trying to gain muscle, if you're trying to get strong, creatine, I 100% recommend it, especially for women, because I've taken it for a while and I have 100% seen the difference. I take it after every workout in my post-workout supplement, because the post-workout supplement I take, it's from Legion. It's called post-workout. It's not called BCAAs, but it's essentially BCAAs with creatine mixed into it. And I've noticed that I was able to recover a lot faster when it came to my strength and even soreness after workouts. And as I was saying, like, you're not going to just take it and get massive. You, first of all, would have to put in an immense amount of work at the gym to get massive and eat an immense amount of food combined with taking creatine, all three of those things to get absolutely massive. And even then, it's going to be extremely hard. Like, Probably most of the females that you see on like Instagram or just social media in general that are massive, I can't lie, they're probably on steroids. And I'm not saying that I'm personally on steroids. I have not ever taken steroids, nor do I plan to take steroids, but I would also not consider myself to be in that massive category. Okay, next we have probiotics, which is basically just a live bacteria supplement meant to improve the good bacteria in your gut. 
um, reduce bloating and improve your gut health and digestion overall. These are really a toss-up. I think that some people see the difference and some people don't see the difference. So with this, I think it's you need to try it for yourself and figure out if it works. It could also be that specific brand. So maybe test out different brands. But I've been taking a probiotic and I think that it has helped me reduce a lot of my bloating. So that is why I keep taking it. The same thing goes for the next one, which is greens. I think a lot of people take a green supplement to support digestion, increase their energy levels, help their immune system and like their skin health overall. But again, I think that a lot of people don't see a difference when they take them and a lot of people do see a difference. So it's really personal um, and also it could be the brand. So just test out a few. If you see a difference, keep taking them. If you don't, there's no need to keep taking them. I think something to note as well with the greens is that a lot of people think that they're kind of like a vegetable replacement and that is not the case at all. You still need to eat vegetables in your diet. You cannot just take a green supplement. Expect to get all the same benefits you would as eating normal vegetables. So even if you're taking a green supplement, still have your vegetables every single day. Number seven on the list is fish oil. So fish oil is a dietary source of omega-3 fatty acids that helps fight inflammation in the body it can also prevent things like heart disease and a decline in brain function i've never personally taken a fish oil supplement but i have heard of others who take it daily they think it's very helpful again i think it could be very helpful to some people and maybe not others so definitely try it out and see if that works for you i think if you get enough omega-3 fatty acids in your diet alone you don't really need to take a fish oil supplement as well but then again, many people might not like foods that include those things, so that is available if you do need it. A lot of fish and seafood products have it in it, as well as nuts and seeds and plant oils. Last but not least, we have a multivitamin. I find these tend to be very controversial because, first of all, a lot of brands don't even include around the daily recommended value of each of the vitamins in the supplement, so it's kind of a waste of money. And then again, there are other brands who do include a lot of the vitamins or maybe too much. So I think it's really important to, first of all, find a good brand that works for you. And second of all, know what you're taking that vitamin for. I personally found a multivitamin that has a ton of B vitamins in it. And I find that B vitamins help me with my energy level. So that is why I take that specific one. But I know a lot of other brands might not include that high dosage of B vitamins that I think that I need for my body so that it would be a waste of money for me to go and buy those brands, if that makes sense. I do think that a lot of people get enough vitamins in their diet generally from food alone so that they don't really need to take a multivitamin. But if you are someone who is struggling, then that might be a good option to look at for you. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. The Lift Box is a veteran-owned fitness subscription box that sends out awesome monthly boxes. Each box they send out has four to six supplements, a drink, a few healthy snacks, some sort of fitness gear or accessory, and a shirt. You have the choice of either a t-shirt or a tank top. For my gym newbies, it's a perfect way to try out new fitness products and an awesome treat to get once per month. And you can obviously cancel it anytime you want if you don't like it. But if you're interested in trying it out for the first time, use code EMILY to save $20 on your first box. And we're back. I want to be clear that there are a lot of other supplements out there, but these are just very basic ones that you should get to know in order to get started. And to be honest, I've never even experimented outside of these supplements. I don't really think it's that necessary unless you're like a bodybuilder or you have like really big goals, but it's not really that important to focus on the supplements. It's really important to focus on your nutrition and focus on your workout routine overall. 
Now let's dive into how to pick the right supplement brand for you, because as you know, there are literally hundreds, maybe even thousands, probably thousands of supplement brands out there. And how do you know which one to choose from? Now, for me, I've experimented a lot with a bunch of different brands, especially getting a lot of free products as an influencer. I've had the chance to test many for free, luckily. I kind of find that they all do the same thing. So what was the distinguishing fact for me was that I wanted a supplement that was natural. And by natural, I mean it uses natural ingredients. So, so when I was going to look for a supplement brand, I ended up coming across Legion and I was already familiar with Mike Matthews. I read all his books. I believed in what he had to say. I liked his science-based approach. So when I found out he had a supplement brand, it made sense for me to go ahead and try that out. And I ended up really liking it. Aside from the fact that they use 100% natural ingredients, all of the ingredients are scientifically researched and backed, and the amount, meaning like the doses of each ingredient that goes into each of the products is scientifically researched, which I really like because I am a science, math, numbers type of person, so to me, I felt that was important. Of course, I'm going to promote a brand that I like, that I personally use, but you do not have to use that brand at all. And I find that actually a downside with that brand is because it is all natural, sometimes the taste kind of lacks or, you know, the protein doesn't taste as good because it is natural, right? It has that natural flavor to it. It's not going to taste like a freaking milkshake like a lot of these other brands do. But I find that it does mix pretty well with other things. Um, sometimes though, when you mix the protein just plain with like milk or something though, it does have a weird taste. So when you're picking a brand, you know, you really need to think about, am I going for taste? Am I going for, you know, what's actually in it? Just things like that. All right. Now that we've gone over all the supplements and we have a baseline understanding of each and you know how to pick a good brand for you. Now let's go into picking the right supplements for your fitness goals. If you haven't already, go ahead and check out the blog post associated with this podcast. You can go to emilyrobinson.fit to find this blog post. And in that blog post, I've created a quiz specifically for you that will analyze your behaviors and your goals, and it will recommend a few supplements to you based on all of your answers. So go ahead and click in there, and the link will be right in that post. After you've gone ahead and filled that out and got the results... Come back and listen to this podcast because now we're going to go into depth on each of the results and why I have chosen each of those products for that specific goal. The first one we're going to go over is the fat loss stack. So if your goal was to lose weight or lose fat overall, you probably received this result. And the top four supplements I recommend for you are going to be a protein, a pre-workout, possibly a fat burner supplement, and then a probiotic. So to start, obviously, a protein supplement is going to be important, especially if you're new and you're really struggling to hit your protein goal, which I find that a lot of people are. You're going to want to find a powder that will help you supplement your goal. Next, we have pre-workout. I find that a lot of beginners especially don't really have the motivation to go to the gym. So maybe if you hype yourself up, get a little caffeine in your body, you'll be more motivated to go. And not to mention the fact that if you use a pre-workout, Generally, it has caffeine in it. It will raise your heart rate. And when your heart rate is elevated, you will burn more calories during your workout session. Next, a fat burner supplement. I know these are kind of like iffy, but why I'm recommending one is because a lot of them contain caffeine. And for the same reason I'm recommending a pre-workout, it can help you get that additional boost in calorie burn. Now, this may not work for all people. So if you try one out and it's not really having any effect for you, then don't use it. Lastly, we have a probiotic, and why I'm recommending this is because generally it helps with bloating, it helps with digestion, so it can help you hold less water weight and get rid of that bloating that nobody really wants. All right, next, let's go into the muscle gain stack. 
similar to the fat loss stack, I am recommending some sort of protein powder because generally a lot of people struggle to hit their protein goals and it just really helps if you have something really quick and easy that will give you a high protein boost. Next, additionally, I am recommending pre-workout for the same reason because that caffeine boost will give you that extra energy, you'll burn more calories during your workout sessions, and you'll honestly just be able to go a little harder, you know, push a little more weight, get a little stronger. So that's why I'm recommending that. The one that's different here is going to be BCAAs or post-workout supplement. I recommend this because it helps with muscle recovery. So when you're in the gym, you're pushing yourself really hard, you're lifting heavy weight, trying to build that muscle, you're going to be pretty sore. Your strength is really going to be hurting. So you need to be able to recover faster. And that's what BCAAs help you do. And this kind of goes hand in hand. I'm also recommending a creatine because that also helps a lot with recovery. A reason I didn't recommend this on the weight loss stack is because creatine generally will hold water weight so it can make you bloated but when you're trying to gain muscle or gain weight that's really not important it's not true fat gain anyways you know it's just water weight lastly let's go into the body recomposition stack so for this one because we're wanting to gain muscle and lose fat at the same time it's kind of a combination of both the fat loss and the muscle gain stacks together so as always recommending a protein powder a pre-workout and then i'm also going to recommend a post-workout or bcaa's as well as creatine and then a probiotic supplement. So it's pretty much all of the things I recommended in those other two stacks put into one in this stack. And if you're just looking for like more general recommendations, I always recommend like a multivitamin, a fish oil, a green supplement, or possibly even a sleep aid if you are struggling to sleep. Again, these are not necessary. You may find benefit from them, you may not. It's really about testing what works for you and your body. Now let's go over my personal supplementation routine because I get a lot of questions about this, so obviously the people want to know. I'm going to start by saying that all of the products I'm currently taking are from Legion, and the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is I take my woman's multivitamin um, and my probiotics, and that I take with my breakfast. Before my workout, I will generally have a dose of caffeine and as I was saying before, I don't take any pre-workout, so I usually just have like a coffee or some sort of energy drink. I'm really trying to cut back on the caffeine though, so I'm trying to figure out a different way to get an energy boost without caffeine. So if I figure that out, I will let you guys know. My workouts only last about 45 minutes to an hour, so I really don't take anything during my workouts, like an intra-workout supplement or anything like that. I don't have any snacks or none of that during my workout. But right after my workout, I do take my Legion post-workout supplement, which is essentially BCAAs plus creatine added into it, and I found that that helps me a lot with my recovery. And if you're looking for flavor recommendations, the watermelon is absolutely fire. I also failed to mention that before my workouts, I do eat. I don't want people to think that I don't eat because I work out in the morning, and I usually have like a bagel or something of that nature about two hours before my workout. And then after my workout, I come home and I do eat a full meal, which generally includes some sort of protein as a base and then, you know, like some sort of carbs and vegetables or fruits, something easy, simple, but effective. And then I also take a second dose of my multivitamins with my lunch because this brand specifically has it in two doses throughout the day. But after that, I really don't take any more supplements. I try to cut out all my caffeine around like 2 or 3 p.m. because I don't want it to keep me up at night. I don't necessarily take protein powder every single day. I find that I'm able to hit my protein goals most days without it, but on days that I am lacking or I might not hit it, I will have protein powder as well. 
added somewhere in my day. And that's really it. I think a lot of people tend to overcomplicate their supplementation routine or think they need like so many supplements. But as you can see, my personal routine is very, very simple. I don't do a lot, but I feel like what I do is effective for my body. And obviously it's going to be different for every single person. So I just dabbled a little bit into my pre and my post-workout nutrition, which I find is actually very important to your goals overall. So let's get into that and why I made those choices. So for your pre-workout meal, you want to focus heavy on carbohydrates or carbs. And the reason for this is that carbs literally convert into energy in the body. And sidebar, like I don't understand how people can do keto and survive because where are you getting the energy from if you don't have any carbs? And I'm sure there's a perfectly sound and reasonable explanation for it, but I just have not really looked into it and nor do I ever want to look into it because I will not ever be eating keto. Carbs are life. Okay, back on track. So anyways, you need to have carbs if you're not doing keto or whatever pre-workout to get that little energy boost. And the more energy you have for your workouts, the more output power you have, the more endurance you'll have, and the better workout you'll have overall. You still need to include a little bit of protein and fats in your meal, but you want to limit those overall just due to the fact that they're slower to digest. Now there's two types of carbohydrates. There's complex and they're simple. With complex carbs, those are things like rice and pasta and bagels and oatmeal and high fiber vegetables. Those take a longer time to digest. So you're going to want to have those about two to four hours before your workout. Now, if you're in a pinch and you don't have that long to wait before your workout, try simple carbs instead. Simple carbs are easier to digest. They only take about 30 minutes to an hour to digest. And they're things like quick oatmeal packets, breakfast bars, granola bars, candy, fruit, etc. Simple carbs tend to be on the less healthy side, but obviously I said fruit as one of them. So you can still have simple carbs and have them be healthy. If you're in a pinch, I always recommend something sweet like a banana right before your workout to get a good energy boost. Now let's talk about intra-workout or during your workouts. If you've ever seen people in the gym, a lot of people do this and I personally would never because the thought of eating food during my workouts like physically disturbs me. Um, but a lot of people do it and it's for a good reason because they're either having a really intense workout or a really long workout and they need to replace their glycogen stores, which is basically just a fancy word for their energy stores during their workouts because they're already depleted. And obviously, if you're able to replenish those energy stores during your actual workout, you're able to work out harder and for a longer period of time. So you may find some people literally eating a bag of candy in the gym during their workout. And that is why. And if you're wondering why candy, it's because it's a simple carb. It converts into that fast energy that they're looking for. There are also intro workout supplements that you can buy and take. So if you don't want to be in the gym like eating, which probably a lot of people don't, you can mix it into your water bottle and just have it that way. But if you're just a beginner and you're just starting, you probably don't need this. Honestly, you're probably not going that hard or that intense, but you never know. It's there for you if you do need it. Now let's get into post-workout nutrition. So the point of your post-workout meal is really to, again, replenish those glycogen stores, those energy stores, and it increase your muscle and recovery rate overall. While it is a myth that you don't need to have a protein shake as you're literally leaving the gym, like that is not a thing. You don't need to do that it still is important to have a post-workout snack and or meal. And I've done a lot of research on this and it's it seems that the best time frame to have a meal or a snack is within two hours of your workout. And with your post-workout meal, you're gonna wanna focus heavy on the protein because you just worked out, you need to get that protein in for protein synthesis to do its job. Now, when I say heavy in protein, this is really gonna depend on, first of all, 
how many grams of protein you need a day, how many meals a day you're eating, if you're eating a snack right now or if you're eating a meal, etc. But I'd say at least try to get 20 grams at the very minimum. Personally, as I was saying before, I'm a big fan of getting a solid meal in after my workouts. I think that is the most beneficial. But if you can't because you're in a pinch or you have to go to work or whatever it may be, still try to get a snack in at time protein, okay? We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Headlines Over Sidelines is a veteran-owned health and wellness publication that makes content to help people take their fitness journey to the next level. I actually collaborated with them around New Year's and provided some tips for people just getting started in the gym. And I'll be working on another article with them going live this May. Check out headlinesoversidelines.com or follow them at headlinesoversidelines on social media for awesome fitness content and stay tuned for my next collab with them. Thank you so much for listening in to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend and tag me on Instagram at emilyrobinson.fit so that I can personally thank you. You can also head over to my website, emilyrobinsonfitness.com to check out my beginner's ebook that goes over everything you need to know about mindset, working out, and nutrition to get started with your fitness journey and succeed. Until next time, signing off, Coach Emily.